Hi, and welcome to episode 26 of K12 Tech Talk. In this episode, we talk about the newest Windows update, borking printing and causing blue screens of death. We talk, we complain about Google moving things in the admin console and wiping out restriction settings on email. Chris shamefully plugs his esports conference next week. Uh, we also talk about E-Rate a little bit, and Corey calls Josh handsome. Have a listen. All things technical in K-12. This is K-12 Tech Talk Podcast with Josh, Chris, and Corey. Live from some from the somethingcool.com studios. This is episode 26 of K12 Tech Talk with Chris, Josh, and esteemed Corey. What's up, fellas? What's up? Chris, you real quick, uh, you want to plug <laughs> somethingcool.com real quick, our, our lovely sponsor? Jeremy told me to use my own wording. Oh, so you're going to read it? <laughs> but I'm just going to read it. Somethingcool.com in partnership with Ruckus is offering free, no obligation funding support program. This program helps both public and private schools navigate funding sources through the multiple COVID relay, relief programs, including navigating the application process. Send an email to sales at somethingcool.com. The way it works, uh, you provide some simple information. Uh, it gets submitted to Ruckus. And in seven days, they come back with what monies are available to your school and how to get it. Interesting. So they're going to... You read that really fast. Jeremy's not going to like that. <laughs> so somethingcool.com is going to assist schools in finding fun funding uh, through the multiple CARES Acts. And what's the newest one? E-S-R-E funding? Um, E-S-S-E-R. Yeah, something like that. Um, so yeah, if uh, if you're having trouble navigating that or your superintendent doesn't know what's going on, uh, give something Jeremy at somethingcool.com a ring and they will help you out. I would like to let the listeners know that Chris is wearing a purple uh, giraffe fleece blanket to hold, the podcast hold on, tonight. Hold, so hold on, hold on. So the audience, so we always just release, release an audio version of our podcast, but we, we're Zooming each other on video. Uh, we have live feedback right now uh, from a from a listener. I can see the meeting and just my opinion. Chris has a weird camera angle. I replied, we've told him several times. This this listener replied back, why doesn't he listen? It is very unflattering. And why is he wearing a blanket? It just looks weird. I got a joke. <laughs> Who gets on my nerves? <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> I, whoa, whoa. I didn't say who it was. Josh's son, Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's been a busy week. It's uh Thursday, March. Gosh, don't oh. you like, aren't you have to do something about this? Your teenage son has a texting relationship with Corey. I know it's Corey, it's probably uh, inappropriate. It's Facebook Messenger, and we are not friends. Like, no, <laughs> no bridges have been crossed. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have a stranger danger talk. Um, <laughs> So it's March 11th. Uh, today was kind of a rough day, wasn't it? Corey, were you hit with this blue screen of death thing? Yes, we have. Uh, so backstory, um, it looks like Microsoft released an update for Patch Tuesday, which was two days ago. 
and then computers have just started getting them. And then when, if you have a certain brand of copier or printers and you go to print, if, once you had the update installed and you go to print your computer blue screens and reboots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we only had one user today and actually, well, I had another one at, right at the end of the day, but I had already left. Uh, I expect we're going to get, well, I would expect a lot, lot more. Um, it looks like the fix is just to uh, roll back that patch, uninstall the patch, uh, which you can script. So we're not overly stressed about it. But I mean, it's super annoying. So for those listening, if you're interested, the KB number is 5000802. And, and the other one, if and that's if you're only on the, the two newest versions of Windows 10. If you're on 1909 or older, it's the last two is an eight instead. Oh, okay. So the number you just said, it replaced the two with an eight. Okay, so five zero 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 eight eight. Yes. Uh, I'm looking at an email right now. Bleeping Computer has a couple stories on it. So um, if you're starting, I know we've got a couple uh, cohorts that uh, we talk to on a regular basis and they were sound, sound like they were fighting this pretty much all day long, constant. Um, and it's pretty weird. It's Kyo, the, the one email I'm looking at says it's Kyocera. Uh, copiers and oh, and the, their fix was they changed it to the HP Universal PCL6 driver and that resolved it. Um, and Corey, you said it it only blue screened whenever they went to print, right? That's that's what we've seen, and that's kind of what the I thought the internet said was well is that when you go to print something and hit the print button, and then that you get the blue screen. So yeah. uh, the one user, the uninstall did work to fix it, so that does seem to be a fix uh it is a, a part of a cumulative update so it does take um you know it was like a probably a two minute i watched it run to uninstall and then of course it needs a reboot so that's also super annoying uh but it did fix this one user um and that the internet said that that fixes it as well so i'm gonna go off that interesting <clears throat> in the commonality you have kiosera copiers right yes chris do you have kiosera's yeah, we have um, Toshiba's, so hopefully it won't affect us. But I was seeing the traffic on it this morning, and I went in and um, disallowed or disapproved that update for now through my SEC to not roll it out. So, and that was, you were right, Corey. That was released this Tuesday, I believe, as an update. So, if your machines are pending reboot, it might be too late if they've already installed the update, getting ready to. Which reboot. it was part of a security update or so this is per what i read on the internet it was actually part of a security update which gets auto installed so like oh yeah yeah that, and that's what made it so bad it's like it doesn't even like you didn't even have to like run a check for updates and tell your computer to do windows updates your computer just did it yeah. if you know if they were set up to do it that way so speaking of that how do you have your windows updates do you have them automatically download and install and then reboot at a scheduled time or what do you do what do you do so mine are managed through Kaseya. Uh, not to get into the not to get into the weeds with it. Kaseya offers two different ways that you can patch computers. I'm still on the older method, uh, and so it's pretty I use the newer. It's pretty rudimentary. The older method, as far as managing Ooh, word. patches, uh, word. what rudimentary? What word? Rudimentary. Oh, thank you. Thank good, you. Good use. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so like my computers. Really, all I can do is deny a patch, but once the computer's got it, it's got it. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, I'm basically, I think I'm pretty much just going to have to roll roll the uninstall script out. But what I what I don't know, and I was talking with it 
with my worker today is like, I think most of my computers, if they've been on, they probably have it in their pending restart. Yeah. Like I'm not, I feel like I would need to wait for those computers to restart before running the script. I'm afraid that like, if say like the computer's got it now, but it's needing to restart and I run the script now, I don't know what that's going to do. I don't know that it would uninstall it. I, I, yeah, I think the finish, no, that doesn't feel right. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. So I guess we're kind of in a wait for computers to reboot and I guess let people complain and then be like, hold on in two minutes, you'll be fixed. And yeah. then that's, I think that's the way we're going to look at it. Chris, how do you roll your updates up? With Kaseya the newer way and we try to stagger in theory on a monday it would impact the rest of the we pick different buildings up, oh okay updates. interesting i use and we have toshiba copiers so we should be okay i i guess i mean we i didn't hear any complaints but only like nine percent of my fleet had installed the update as of this morning when i disabled it so um yeah i don't know we haven't got any complaints about right well i really wasn't in the office much today um so we use SCCM and auto automatic deployment rules. Um, it checks every week if there's an emergency patch out. And depending on what the category is in operating system, it will auto download and auto deploy out to different collections of devices. If you have SCCM, I would imagine that you've taken the time to roll out automatic deployment. Um, let's see, how far are we? Um, do we want to talk about cameras real quick? Don't look at me. Yes. So... Uh, I don't know if you, you guys saw the news, but uh, Verkata, I assume that's how you pronounce that application, Verkata Cams, uh, was hacked this week, and it's kind of a wild story. It's, it looks like um, hackers were able to gain access to the internal network of Verkata, and they are a cloud-based camera application or cloud-based camera system that uses AI to do facial recognition and a bunch of other pretty cool stuff. Um, unfortunately their default credentials for their cameras somehow allowed hackers into the internal network and they gained access to a client list of over 50,000 clients, um, or 50,000 sites, as well as the recorded video footage, uh, from those sites that was stored in the cloud. And we all know that the cloud is just someone else's computer. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And the, the articles that I read, I mean, you can just do a Google search and there's a ton of articles out there. Bloomberg, CNET, uh, Forbes, uh, they all reference that there were multiple K-12 districts in that list. Um, you guys don't use Verkata. <clears throat> Verkata, do you? No, but they do an excellent job of marketing and I know all about them. Do you? I mean, they show up in my Facebook. They show up in my physical mail. Yeah, I've heard they like email. spam people to death. Like they sent me a cup. Yeah, I've talked to a bunch of people that have gotten like really nice Yeti cups out of them. I haven't gotten one. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, I'll take a Yeti. We'll never talk about this again if you send us a bunch of Yetis. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Three Yetis with the K12 Tech Talk logo on them. Um, no, so we use a Vigilant cameras. We're happy, but a Vigilant is really expensive. Um, so. Yeah, there's if you have Ricotta, you might want to uh, be looking at your, I guess, data breach notification policy and see if you have to let people know. One district that I talked to that has had a, I guess, a couple of those cameras on a demo, um, they're, they never deleted their videos out of the cloud and they're trying to get a hold of their sales guy to find out if uh, their data was subject to the breach and what they need to do if, if they need Thanks. to notify. I mean, 
it's not the end of the world. Type no, of it's not. And and I was talking with this tech director, and you know, we we were kind of walking through. It. It's like it's not it's not technically a FERPA violation. It's not technically a P two violation because all you really have is their face. The way I look at it, and I am not a FERPA lawyer, and I am not a privacy lawyer, but the way I look at it is the it's probably more a bad PR thing than it is a legal thing. Yeah. Um, but on, on, with that in mind, let's talk through that. Is it worth getting ahead of it and notifying or telling parents, Hey, we had this product, um, or we have this product. Uh, there's no names tied to it, so they don't know who it is, but there's a chance somebody in Russia has a picture of your face. Do you get in front of that or do you let it come out for, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. I can see both sides of the story because if you want, if you try to get out in front of it, all you're going to do is whip people up into a frenzy over it. Right. But if you don't get in front of it and it comes out in a list somewhere that school district XYZ was, and really they're not hacked, the company they were using was hacked. Why? I, I don't know. I, I see both sides of it. It would be a PR mess both ways. You guys have any strong feelings? I like well, covering. That's why I like superintendents make a off. lot of money. That's why superintendents <laughs> make a lot of money. But in a previous episode, Corey, we did decide that the three of us could operate as a yeah. as one superintendent. For sure. I'd I'd cover it up. See, I think I would get in front of it. <laughs> but I that's that's me. I told you to burn your network down too, Chris. <laughs> I mean I, I had the match ready. Yeah, I'm sure. I would have had the gas can. I was right there with you, man. Corey, have you uh you were saying you set up a new toy today? Yeah. So uh, a while back, when would um, when did we get these? Last spring. Uh, spring. Aruba did those kits uh, that they gave away to school districts. Um, if you, I guess, requested one, the kits included outdoor access points, a couple eight port switches, and then uh, something that all all set on the box was Aruba sensor. Um, that's all it said. So I never really messed with it. Well, anyways, my Aruba rep. Chris stopped by. John Jason? I, yeah, dang it. I messed that joke up too. That's super frustrating. Uh, Let, well, hang on. Let's let's rewind a second and you can say it again, okay? What? That was terrible. <laughs> Listen, uh, when you need noises, you just tell me. I no, can come no, he's, got the, he's got the soundboard. <laughs> okay, come on, Chris, Corey, whatever your name is. So, um, he stopped by we and we had a great discussion. Anyway, I'm just moving. I'm powering through. And he said, um, somehow the sensor got brought up among our conversation. I don't even remember how. And he asked if I've ever deployed it. I said, no. And he explained what it does. So I, I got it deployed today and it's a pretty neat little thing. So it's just, a it's about the size of a small AP, uh, uses POE or they included an AC adapter and you, um, you configure it through the cloud. Uh, you do have to make a TAC request. Aruba sets you up an account for you to use it. And then you connect it to your wireless. And then it monitors several different things. Of course, the basics, it monitors like the Wi-Fi strength, um, like interference, stuff like that. But then it has like built-in applications. And what it does is basically like makes itself look like a computer on your network. And then you can tell it to monitor things like Facebook, Google Drive, Google Docs, YouTube. And then it will monitor, it will randomly check those websites over your wireless and then give you feedback uh, 
at you know certain durations and like the youtube one's pretty cool for example so it will actually play a video i'm doing air quotes play a video and you can tell it like how often to play a video and it will tell you like hey well, you downloaded this video at 10 megs or 20 megs uh so it's a neat little thing like i actually got it set up towards the end of the day but uh i tried to go through as many settings as possible and it it, it seems cool so yeah hp plug bam yeah and it just so happens that HP Aruba or Aruba Networks is one of our sponsors on this show. Um, so if you have any networking needs or you, you've always wanted to talk to Aruba about, about their product line, all three of us are Aruba wireless customers. All three of us use Aruba Networks uh, physical switching as well. Um, give them a call. Uh, our rep here in our part of Missouri's name is Chris, um, but I'm sure if you just go to arubanetworks.com, you can uh, be put in touch with uh, the salesman in your area. Uh, they've been around for quite a while. I used them, oh, geez, man, 10 years ago at the hospital to rip out a Cisco AeroNet wireless network and replaced it with uh, Aruba Wireless. So uh, they're, they're, they're in a lot of places. I think some of the McDonald's around here, the Cosmo Hotel in Las Vegas, had a, I believe still has Aruba Networks. The Las Vegas Airport has Aruba Networks Wireless. Um, so, yeah, they are... Uh, they're pretty darn good. And I think they are in the Gartner leader quadrant. They're the uh, leader right now. So um, they're worth, they're worth a look. You guys got anything else tonight? Uh, yeah, there was something else. What was it? Google moving stuff. Yes. So did this affect you? I mean, I know you said you saw it move, but you, your rules no, are still there. It's just, it's just to piggyback off what we talked about last week. Uh, so for the audience, we had a, we're in a discord, uh, us three, and then several other people are in a, a discord channel for our state tech directors, tech people in K-12. Um, one of the districts chimed in this morning that his, uh, his, what would you call that section? Compliance, Compliance or mail yeah. routing. Yeah. Um, in Google admin console had moved and he couldn't find it. Um, and the reason he, they found out is because kids were emailing other kids that shouldn't be blah, blah, blah. And I well, th- think he had a rule that like blocked all outside mail from coming in too. Didn't that's he? right. Yeah um anyways he found for all of us that the rules had been moved to a new section in the admin console and then his rules didn't import when google moved them so i i hurried up and checked my rules also had been moved but my rules were there Uh, a neighboring school district checked his were still in the old location yeah mine are still in the old location so it's now it's and 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 the frustrating part is like you can sign up for when like when Google Workspace makes a change, you can sign up for to be part of that email list, which I get. Yeah, like, I this get was too. never mentioned. Like, hey, we've moved this stuff, and like that's the no. More- and, the, and I think part of the frustration too is Google Admin Console change their look changed drastically over the last two weeks. I don't remember seeing an email about that. Do you? No, no, I didn't either. So I think, I mean, obviously that guy, that person, I would be more frustrated that, that, that had happened to me. Cause we have, we have several rules in place. Like we don't allow high school students to email middle school. You know, we strict restrict domain, certain domains from being able to email students, you know, different things. Like I would have, it would have taken me a while to rebuild all those rules. And I would have been very frustrated about it. Uh, I hope maybe Google support was able to help him out and find the rules or but it, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I, I really only have one major rule and it's the, we don't allow outside URLs or outside websites 
to email students outside. Um, I, and we don't I just, allow. I just checked mine and they look like they, they did move over. They did. So yeah. your, your rules are in the new location as well as the old location. It's all completely, it's a new looking screen completely. Yes. So you haven't been in admin console in two weeks. I have not been under compliance of Gmail in a very long time. And it is completely different. So go over again, Corey, what, what's the location of this? It is, uh, well, Chris, I think Chris I got you. There. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apps, Google workspace, uh, Gmail. So you get in the Gmail settings and you click on compliance. And then when you scroll down, you're looking for your stuff like restrict delivery. Yeah. Uh, objectionable content that looks different now attachment compliance all that stuff looks different than what it did i think a month ago and see the old the old way to get to it was apps works or workspace apps gmail advanced right and i don't even know if i saw advanced is here let me skip back i i still have advanced is still there okay yeah. So yeah, that's definitely one thing that they could do a better job about Google. If you're listening, I'm trying to get you on this show to be interviewed. I've tweeted several people about that. No one's replying to me. Um, yeah, changes to admin console need to be communicated better because you know if we're getting in to change something or something's broken, we're needing to get in and look quick. Yeah. The last thing we want is to try and hunt down a freaking setting now. Yeah, and you're right. So when I go to advanced, it is no longer there. Advanced is a much smaller wow. listing now. I wonder, let me check mine because this morning my rules were in advanced. And you're right. Like I used to click, I didn't used to click compliance. I don't, I just clicked on it this time, but usually my thing was click advanced. Interesting. You guys have any frustrating stories from Corey kind of talked about it as being a death. Chris, you got any frustration? No, we're bounced back, man. Oh yeah, you're no longer out of the pocket. I thought you had a hiccup this week or something no but kind of funny so internet service provider i talked about those woes a little bit uh end up getting that check back you know i'm feeling great about life i just uh in the midst of this of course i was messing with our phone contract oh yeah i got, I got our first phone bill and it was all jacked up oh, so i was just cracking up like <laughs> so like that that <laughs> lady uh has acknowledged that like five of our lines or accounts or whatever they're all messed up right now so that was a mess with central office like i i called central office today because i sent the isp bill up and i was like hey this bill's all jacked up it's just for one month and then like 30 minutes later i got a new piece of mail and it was the phone bill and i called her and i said hey you're gonna get this phone bill messed up okay so i'm looking at whatever i'm looking at my compliance settings and my rules did not copy over uh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Res- my restrict delivery, there's nothing in it. Are you sure you're on the right OU? Oh, no, I'm not. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Call the FBI. Burn it down. I mean, we, we were about to lose Josh. Like, I, like he was taking the headphones off. <laughs> no, it's if I go to the correct OU, the settings are there. Thank you. Your Corey. face is red. No, it's not. <laughs> I might have puckered and grabbed the chair a little bit, but no, I'm fine. Um, no, that does look drastically different. I wonder if I still have advanced settings. Um, I Corey- remember it's been a long time ago, and Corey might remember this. Uh, my Google Classroom service like got turned off. Ugh. Like one day, like I got to school, and everybody's like, "Google Classroom is not working." And I got in the admin console, and it was off. How does and that I, happen? And then I got a hold of support, and like, and like you know, you can pull up like the audit like that would show if a use you know if i did that or yeah yeah you know, somebody did it well no no one did it just google did something and messed up admin console that day 
Wow. Well, and again, like Google has a mechanism for you to sign up for updates. And I, I think they I, every morning when I get up, almost every morning, I have an email from Google Workspace. Hey, new change coming. Yeah, yeah. Like this just wasn't in there. No. And, and that, I, that's frustrating. And I don't remember them really ever putting anything about admin console in there, you know, about a, about a UI change right. or a location change or anything like that. It's always, I guess, end user facing changes that they, and maybe there is a list and we just don't know about it. If you how about okay, let's challenge our listeners. If you know of a mail list that Google sends out that addresses changes to the admin console, let us know. Send us an email, k12techtalk at gmail.com. Um, because I, I would definitely sign up about it, sign up to, with it because I am not getting those emails. The admin console used to be this small little thing that you knew, yeah. like where most of the settings were, you knew how to click through things. And it's, I mean, over the years, and of course, it, Google, you, the management, you can do so much more with it now. But it's grown to like be like, you need to pay attention to, to changes and the things you're doing. Um, on the regular. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely there, Corey. And that's like my, my Google classroom service thing. Like I imagine there was some kind of update to admin console or something with Google classroom that day that mine got jacked up. And if I had read a a release note prior, like I would have just gone, you know, okay, maybe that's messed up because of this or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Any other frustrations this week, Corey? Um, no, no, we had a busy week, but you had some good news. Your 471s are in wave ready status, right? Heck yeah. Yeah, I got one more in wave ready. My Switch uh, 471 is in wave ready. I'm still waiting on my stinking. Um, so, my problem with my Switch, they had to change some of the, um, I guess, one of the FRN lines. I had it categorized wrong. I guess it was the optics, the, the GBIC. I had it categorized wrong. And that's why it went back to that whatever that state was pending further review or whatever. Um, they just needed to change the category categorization of one of the FRNs and then it got approved. So I'm hoping the same thing happens with my switch and we can get that in wave ready status here soon. Um, no, my Chromebooks finally came in. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go there. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we ordered these like the, day after my December board meeting. So it was like, it was right before Christmas. So I'm, I'm thrilled they're here. Don't get me wrong. I I had visions of waiting until August to get these stupid things. And I'm hearing HP is saying, you know, Hey, expect Corey, let's talk about that later too, that to expect a six, six month delay on any new orders from HP. So I'm, I'm thrilled they're here. They went to white glove, the white glove company enrolled them for us. We get a notice that they shipped. I'm thinking hot dog, our shipments on the way. We're going to be able to start handing these bad boys out. They arrived yesterday at our maintenance building. We get them over to the high school today. Three big old pallets. And immediately I'm kind of thinking, hmm, something doesn't feel right. It's only three It's only three pallets and this is 1,100 devices. So we, the librarian cuts open the first pallet, opens up the first box, pulls out a device, and my first words were, where the hell are the cases? <laughs> so we opened up the other three pallets looking for boxes that were labeled cases. Couldn't find any. So I pulled out my cell phone, made a frantic phone call to my salesperson and said, of course, he didn't answer. And uh, I didn't leave a message because I was way too mad at that point. And I shot him an email and said, just real simple, where are the cases? He called me back about an hour later. And, uh, I, I don't know where they are. I don't know where they are. I'll find them. I'll find them. I'm like, 
they're not here. He goes, well, they said they, they max case is the case we bought. Max case said that they invoiced you. I'm like, well, that's fine, but I don't have them. Are you sure you don't have them? I would know where if I had 1100 cases, if they had been delivered. So we hang up, he calls back about an hour later. Oh, the vendor, the, the white glove company found them. They were in a corner of the warehouse. Uh, they're going to try and get them shipped out today or tonight. And hopefully you can get them sometime next week. And I, this warehouse apparently is in Nashville. And I, I think I, I was in a fit of rage and I'm not exactly sure what I said, but I think I said something along the lines of Nashville is only five hours from here. Throw them in the back of a pickup truck. I better see you this afternoon. <laughs> um, so we're also I'm calling the FBI. Yeah. Um, needless to say that didn't happen. I did get a phone call from a shipping carrier this afternoon. They will be delivered on Monday. So hopefully we can start handing out devices. The other frustrating thing that I found out, I put one of the serial numbers of these these devices into the manufacturer's website, Dell, and the warranty expires in January of 2022. So that means they left Dell's warehouse in January and I didn't see them. See, Lenovo has that thing where they postpone the warranty. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I talked about it last time. They probably have. They're they're big enough pieces of junk. They have to. Right. Yeah. (laughs) They're like $80. They're like, hey, we got so much headroom in these things. Throw them a bone. Hey, I I did. We got our Chromebooks too. And we always ship uh, the Destiny uh, library labels that we want them to put on them. Uh, And the company uh, forgot to put those labels on. So oh. they didn't they didn't do any of that work and you know they always supply us with a spreadsheet. Oh they completely forgot. I'll take a case headache over that headache because that that's way more thinking involved. You know, okay, put it just the messes label up on. big time. Yeah. yeah. You're Did you your tell time. your librarian yet? No, I'm gonna have our one of our technicians. Oh man, you chicken. Really? It'll be fine. You're are you gonna have your T three kids do it? I don't think can hang. Really? We need accuracy. Wow. So how do you, you like pre-stage them in Destiny? Yeah. Well, then- I mean, so we print, we assign barcodes in Destiny, you know, like the title is Chromebook and then it has a T whatever number. And then we print two stickers of each barcode. One goes on a card that will be put into the case. And then one we typically ship to the company along with like a clear label that they'll place on top. So then the company will put the barcode sticker on, the clear sticker on top, and then they'll scan Destiny barcode and attach it with a serial. And then they'll supply us with a spreadsheet that has those things. Are, are you doing we, that? And then we pump that into Destiny. Are you doing that with just the regular Destiny or do you have the inventory part of The Destiny? regular Destiny. So like oh. the Chromebook is in there just like a book. Yeah. We do was, the same thing. I was told that would, that so it would be it messy. Is, it is work. Uh so we just started that last week. No, a few weeks ago, because we were rolling out our one-to-one carts. Um, and we were we we are wiping, we wiped what we did inventory-wise, and we're basically starting fresh. So we're inventorying eleven hundred Chromebook. Uh one, my high school librarian's been awesome. I'll give her a shout out, not that she'll ever hear this, but like it's it's work. Like she goes in, chugs out, you know, prints out labels, and then sometimes she labels them and or sometimes we label them with the clear protector. Uh, it is work, but man, it feels like we have high school, middle school done. So, I mean, we're completely inventory and it feels great when you're done, you know, 
like Chromebooks are accounted for and it does feel good. We, we use Asset Tiger. So I, I get that spreadsheet from our white glove and we just import all the assets into Asset Tiger. And then um, when they hand them out, they scan the barcode and say assign to and type the student's name in and away we go. Asset Tiger used to be free. Now they charge, um, it's relatively, I think I paid like 400 bucks for, for Asset Tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's part of Asset, oh, what's that company? Asset Tag. Some I buy I buy their Asset Tags too. They're like less than a dollar Asset Tags. They're pretty good at. Um, did we talk about DRC changing the app last week? Yeah. Where were you? I don't know. What's going on? I don't know. Talk to us, Josh. I couldn't remember if that happened on Friday or Thursday last week. Talk to us. No, I'm good. Are you? Shush. I tried making hey, sound tell effects us, and you... Come, I want to hear three things that you think good about yourself. <laughs> no, Here, I'll not. do it. Uh, smart, <laughs> handsome, forthright. For me? You think I'm handsome? Yeah. Well, thank you, Corey. It's kind of weird. Welcome. <laughs> okay, right. I think we should wrap it up. I think so, Did too. Did we plug provision? Oh, no, we didn't. We need to talk about Ryan after the episode went kind of weird. Hey, Corey, three things that you that are good about Ryan: rich, <laughs> snobby, oh my gosh, uh, somewhat good looking. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he likes hockey. That's yeah, a good thing. Dang it, that's what I should have said. <laughs> yeah, and I think I I whipped him in our fantasy league. Uh, so did Corey? Did you ask Ryan for a random question this week? No. I was going to lie, but the lie would unravel quickly. Uh, So, no, we did not ask Ryan a question. He's so busy. He is busy. With E-Ray. I mean, from what I've heard, like, this is just a rumor. I heard they're changing, like, they have a fleet of vehicles, you know, like when they go do jobs. I've heard they're changing it to Tesla. Oh, man. They must be raking in some money. Like, the government's kind of like, hey, like, you know, like, they're trying to, like, you know, I don't know what write off, I guess would be the right word. I don't know. Like I probably shouldn't be saying this over the way the airwaves right now, but no, but if, if you're in the <laughs> provision, you... provision data solutions, a great sponsor of K12 tech talk podcast. Well, they used to be <laughs> <laughs> after they hear this, no provisions, provisions. Great. Uh, they've, they've helped me out quite a bit. They did my server, my vir- two virtual host install. They're helping me out with a, a core redo, um, we were able to, the, the guys there are super smart. We're able to talk around some issues and, you know, figure out a best path of resolution for those issues and make it economical at the same time. Um, if you're in the state of Missouri or I guess Eastern or Western Illinois and Eastern Kansas, uh, give Ryan at provision data solution call. And I'm sure those guys would, uh, be happy to come out and, you know, and let's face it, he would send Derek to the work, right? Or Jeff. Yeah. But or yeah. Jeff. Yeah, not Ryan. All right. All right. Good episode. Anything else, gentlemen? Anything you're looking forward to next week? Time change this weekend. You guys, uh, do your servers automatically update their time or do you have any that you have to manually change? Corey, I feel like you have a server that you have to manually change. Like a phone server? I don't don't think so. I thought you had a phone server or something that you had to manually. No, I do. I, I, well, I'm just now here comes the truth. I'm, well, I'm a paranoid tech director, so every time the phone changes, uh, or, oh, oh, sorry, the time changes. Yeah, uh, I do like Sunday morning every every time the time changes. Like I log into a couple different servers and like make sure like 
like my domain controller got the time and is passing the new time out just because like that's how i'm wired but I, like that's just me being paranoid we have old bell systems old duquesne intercom bell systems and i know tuesday morning i'm going to get a phone call that they don't know how to change the time and the and I'm going to have to go over there and show them what page they need to turn to. In the so yes, the joys of time change. I, I royally, this is a story that's probably cut it, but I royally screwed up a time and attendance system one time by adjusting the time clock. It was off by like 10 minutes. And I adjusted the time on our primary domain controller at the time. This was not at the school. And uh, boy, it screwed up a bunch of time cards. Yeah. I got in deep trouble for that. <laughs> no, we're not cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else? Tuesday, March 16th, there will be an eSports Expo at Central R3 School District in Park Hills, Missouri. Uh, you can go to RidgeEvents.com and click on the eSports Expo to check that out. We're going to stream. Uh, it's six schools going up against each other. But then during the day, uh, if you go to RidgeEvents.com and click on the eSports Expo, uh, we're doing Zoom meetings uh, free to anyone uh, throughout the day. Uh, getting started with esports, uh, looking at esports solutions for your school, looking at esports jerseys, uh, all that kind of stuff. Those are free uh, Zoom sessions that anybody can join. I would right. love to see some listeners on those calls. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. Our uh, reach is gaining weekly. It's pretty exciting to see our uh, weekly listens go up and up in our number of states. We are uh, climbing, getting close to hitting all 50 states on a weekly basis, which is pretty cool. Uh, we have several international listeners, so that's even cooler. Share, share this podcast with your friends, with your, uh, your tech groups. If you meet your neighboring districts, say, hey, these guys kind of know what they're talking about. And I'm handsome, apparently. Um, and uh, send us an email, k12techtalk at gmail.com. Corey, what is our Twitter handle? K12 Tech Talk Pod. Give us a tweet on Twitter. Um, my and... camera just like... Yeah, are you having an earthquake down there? What just happened? Looked like your house shook. Like my camera just like grew. Yeah, that's... Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>